It's another Sunday night in comedy. The lockdowns are lifted. The thaw is on and touring season is here. Tonight, we're catching up with five of our favorite crowd killers from both sides of the border, setting out across the map with the WTF Comedy Tour. We're going to figure out exactly what that stands for. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. listening to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast-to-coast, comedy-wide, wherever tours happen, all over the map, streaming on the Global News Radio Network online, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see the world around you more clearly. Not that we'd recommend that right now. Our producer, <laughs> Vince Tedesco, is on the line. How you doing, buddy? Do not watch the news. It's Do not watch the news. There. I have a bunch of new springtime Akeem liners for the show tonight. And of course, Vince, we, we've been saying for months and months and months, pretty much all season long on this show, it's coming soon. Live tours are going to happen again. Things are going to reopen. And we are finally out of the most recent lockdown. We are seeing, you know, spring is sprung. Festival season is just around the corner and tours are happening. So we got a big one on the show tonight. Yeah. We have the WTF Comedy Tour, which stands for What's the Matter for You? <laughs> so it's... <laughs> I guess so. I think that's what it means. What's the matter for you? I think so. We're going to find out. We've got a stack panel, though, man. we got some old friends of the show. we got some new guests. We have comics from New York, L.A., Montreal, Toronto, even Italy. We've got some heavy hitters on here from literally all over the place coming together to do this tour. They're bringing it our side of the border, which, again, it's just nice seeing things open up again. And, you know, some of these American comics on the show tonight, they used to come up here and gig all the time down in Niagara Falls, Yuck Yucks, and here in Toronto. And, of course, we haven't seen them live on stage in Canada. And, of course, tonight's show is brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Read a book. Look out a window. Stare at people in a park. But for the love of God, whatever you do, do not watch the news right now. Hakeem Optical. There we go. <laughs> about it? We have they some good us, friends of the show. We got some old favorites. We'll go around and introduce the panel. First up, we got our friend Tara Canastracy, the beast from the Bronx. I was going to say the Bronx Bomber, but uh, that's not really conducive to stand up, so we won't say that. Uh, that's okay. They call me the Bronx Barbie. I'll take the Bronx Barbie. <laughs> so, Tara, I mean, we've had you on the show a couple of times yeah. during the pandemic talking about how we were waiting for the border to reopen because of course you were always a regular headliner here in Canada you'd come across and do yuck yucks Niagara listeners in Toronto know you well but of course it's it's been a minute as the kids say because nothing existed but now we are reopened again the border is open tours are happening uh we got this big WTF tour happening another friend of ours we haven't talked to in a while and it was also during all this lockdown craziness out in LA we have Maya DiGiorgio how are you doing Maya I'm great I'm great not sure Thank what's happening for... on the lockdowns. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to escape my crazy country. For well, I mean, you say that now, but keep in mind, you're going to be going from Los Angeles to like Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario and places it's like that. It's an Italian tour. I haven't been able to eat since I got to Los Angeles. I'm starving. The only way I can eat is if I cook. So I'm looking forward to just a, a, a week of just eating. This is like 
going to visit family to me, you know? I, so. I can almost guarantee you that all of the stops you guys do on this tour, there will probably be a lot of people feeding you. That's that's one prediction I can make right now. We have Enrico Rinella. We haven't seen this guy since we were in an actual studio talking to human beings in person in real life. Enrico, how are you doing, man? Wonderful. Beautiful. Wonderful. I know you are. I see your Instagram. Like you're you're out there doing stand-up, you're doing selling out your own theaters, you're also like an internationally touring pop sensation. I don't know. You have yes, yes. You look no, at your Instagram yeah. where like this guy's been living just fine. You're just Italian, time. right? I'm just Italian. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Franco Tadeo joining us on the first time on Inside Jokes, but of course, no strangers to Canadian audiences from CBC comedy specials festivals tours clubs of course another big dog on montreal's comedy scene how are you doing man so nice to be with you all we were we've been talking about this a lot on this show lately a few weeks ago we had some guests but i mean of course montreal is you know montreal is known for having this bilingual comedy scene people perform in english people perform in french uh the shows there are very much you know montreal sort of like our comedy new orleans it's jfl's like our mardi gras everything there is very bilingual every show is like an event it's like joie de vivre but of course montreal also has this massive italian canadian comedy scene it's a it's sort of concentrated there in canada really that's a huge part of the scene over there yeah, absolutely. And uh, like, if you live in Boston or New York or Toronto or Vancouver, you're like, I have to integrate into the French. I'm sorry, yeah. into the English. Here, you're like, what? Do I speak English? Do I speak French? You're like, screw that. I'm going to keep my Italian language. And I think that's why the Italian, Canadian, or Italian American comedy is so big in Montreal. And speaking of, I mean, yeah, this is a very Italian centric comedy tour that you've all put together and that you're all working together on. And for our listeners at home who aren't watching us record this on zoom guido grasso is on the show and he's literally making a pizza for an old man right now. it doesn't <laughs> hey, get more italian than that how are you guys it's absolutely true i i uh here we go there's uh, there's luciano waiting for his pizza i'm sorry about that i just what are you gonna do how are you gonna say no to a customer even how do you, you are literally to- you are plugging a comedy tour on the radio right now while making a pizza well, yeah a- yeah no is- comedy's fun comedy's fun i love laughing um look man, i'm part of i'm part of two pandemic industries man uh this this restaurant is the bg's right now i'm staying alive staying alive <laughs> so and it is uh, true. That's, yeah so it's a lot of fun um but yeah this uh what's the matter for you i live it every day guys <laughs> well actually we'll go around nice I- to be here Tara, Tara, Maya, my God, Franco, all oh, you good, Jesus, I haven't seen you in so long, I love you, you look great, you wow. look great, though. Tara, Candace, Tracy, everybody, how's the rest of That was Tara? my buddy, I haven't seen you uh, in three years, I know, my God, how, how, how time has, and suddenly Guido has monopolized what? the show, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, guys, uh, yeah, talk amongst yourselves, I'm putting this pie in the oven, there we go. All yeah, right. Before, we'll check back before in. we start, though, what kind of pie is it? Uh, it's a very typical pizza of Montreal. It's called an all dress. And what is, is on an all dress? It's uh, uh, green peppers, mushrooms, pepperoni. Nice. There we go. Looks good. Yeah, yeah. It's what they call all dress, invented by the Greeks. Uh, it's a very much. This, this old man, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Yeah, anyway. Ethnic city. 
There we go. I mean, and it is nice to see, by the way, Montreal getting back to what it does, which is those two things right there, I think, which is just food and comedy. That's kind of (laughs) in a nutshell, really. Montreal is a food city. Montreal is a comedy city. And both of those things kind of went on pause for a while. I guess we'll go around and figure out sort of how this tour came together, because, I mean, obviously, all of you, I mean, you know each other from a lot of you have gigged together before, both in the States and in Canada. There is a lot of this sort of cross-pollination in that Italian-Canadian comedy community obviously you all know each other um not a lot of gigs have been happening in the last couple of years especially this side of the border so how did i guess tara i'll throw that one to you first like i know you of course you come up and would work at the headline the niagara yuck yucks Mm -hmm. quite a bit it's a bit closer to home for you how did this whole what's the matter for you tour come together because obviously a lot of you do have that experience together already So in 2019, the summer of 2019, uh, one of the co-producers, Mike, on the show had reached out to me about um, coming to do a show for him. And I put him in touch with Andreas because I had Andreas handle a lot of my Canadian stuff. And uh, Andreas called me back and he said, even better, um, we're going to do a tour together. I'm going to co-produce a tour with the guy, Mike, you put me in touch with. And then I think it got, uh, I think they reached out to all the you know, comedians they know and love. And then I think it got rescheduled about five or 27 times over the course <laughs> yeah. of the last year. Um, so it was always happening, um, but never happening. And I think now we're down to the wire about a week and a half away and it's happening. Yeah. And we're going to throw out some of those dates later because you are doing, again, I mean, in Canada, here in Toronto, we have a huge Italian comedy community, but it, you really only sort of see that in Toronto when people come here so a lot of the times it's comics coming in from montreal and bringing their own tours and shows here or you'll get somebody like sebastian maniscalco come up and you know they'll sell out a theater or everybody in vaughn and woodbridge just sort of empties into the city that night and watches it but it's not it's never really sort of based here the audience is here but those comics really live and work either in the states or in in montreal here in canada tara obviously i mean in canadian comedy road work is such an essential part of what we do. I mean, it's Canada. We only have X amount of clubs. We only have X amount of festivals. It's such a spread out country. So really a huge part of Canadian comedy is you have to leave the major hubs and you have to go out and pound the pavement and put in the road work. You have to go across the map and put in the mileage. What was it like in the States during this? Was it sort of, I mean, obviously I'm sure you were itching to get back up here and do a lot of these gigs that you do. But was it something that you really felt missing from your calendar? Or was everything sort of pretty self-contained for you just working where you work? Well, I mean, I feel like Maya and I are kind of lucky being East Coast, West Coast, New York and L.A., right? Probably yeah. the big places for comedy. We're resourceful. I mean, it wasn't glorious. Yes, there was a lot of Zoom things I never thought I would do. Um, public parks, like comedy clubs were put, putting us up in public parks. There'd be like Dan Zumba to my left, uh, Quintanilla to my right, babies in the audience, whatever it was. <laughs> um, but we found, we made our stage. Um, and we're fortunate enough uh, to do that, I guess, when you're based somewhere like New York and LA, is you find the resources and you find ways to perform. But obviously it was limited and, and definitely not the scene we were used to. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's obviously, you know, it has been good as things slowly reopen here, seeing Canadian audiences come out and, and shows have been selling out because obviously people are really starved for live comedy again and live entertainment. It's been a pretty bleak couple of years in the world. Doesn't seem like it's getting any better, by the way. But audiences very obviously have missed this and we're seeing them just pack house 
yeah. and 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 sell out and we're seeing that happen again but in the new state york is back new york is back new york is back and that's the thing i mean and we're going to get into this more after the break but i mean we always talk about that on this show toronto has always kind of patterned itself as like a new york light but new york is a stand-up town it's intimate clubs it's cult comedy rooms it is a die-hard stand-up mm-hmm. town which i mean la is a little bit of a mishmash of everything everybody just kind of goes out there to strike it big and to make it but new york is really like audiences are tough rooms are intimate it's a club town and it's a stand-up town all the way to the bone i mean that's really what new york is all about and we've always sort of patterned ourselves off of that here uh all right there's a lot to get into we have a panel of comics literally spanning the globe major parts all over canada and the u.s and even italy we're gonna get back with more of the wtf what's the matter for you comedy tour right here on inside jokes 640 Hi, this is Maya DiGiorgio, and you are listening to Inside Jokes. So don't go anywhere because I'm about to speak. Maybe just but keep hanging on. Just just but listen for me soon on Inside Jokes with them. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Sure, there's a pandemic and a war and some not-so-good climate thingies, but boy, do those frames really shape your face. Hakeem Optical. <laughs> I was so excited to I was so excited to finally be done with the COVID plugs. Now we're straight into World War III, guys. Boy, do we really need coffee. <laughs> Maya DiGiorgio, we have you. You, of course, you're on LA time right now. You're out on the West Coast. And yeah, I mean, before the break, we're talking about, you know, how this whole What's a Matter for You tour came together and what things were like in the New York stand-up scene during the lockdowns and all that. Because, I mean, for a while there, it was very much the same as Canada, where it was like, you're open, now you're closed, now you're open, now you're closed. I mean, for you, Maya, I mean, you're, you're a comic, you tour, you're a working filmmaker, you always have a lot of plates that you're spinning. What has it been like in LA doing doing comedy during all this? Was there ever a point where everything completely shut down? Because there's been a lot yeah. of cities in the States where they were like, nah, COVID never happened. Yeah, everything shut down and I was working primarily in New York and I came back, left my car on the other coast, got stuck here, no car, but my car on the other side, my car <laughs> in New York, still in New York, haven't even- You're in LA out. without a car? Yeah, I'm in LA without a car. You can't do that. Well, this is the best part is I'm literally um, like half a mile from the Laugh Factory. <laughs> So, oh, there you go. so, um, and you know, it was interesting because everything quieted down so much and they were doing these zoom shows. Um, there were actually wasn't zoom shows. It was like a laugh factory was broadcasting like a global thing. Um, so I got called in for that and it was really funny because the day I showed up comics didn't know what to do without an audience, but I luckily had just played the Poconos. So I was really good at playing no audience. <laughs> <laughs> So I was able to like have a really strong set. And it was funny because two of the comedians didn't show up. So I ended up doing 45 minutes with Greg Robinson um, singing and jumping around on the stage. And that was finally Jamie Masada got to watch me. And then he's, you know, made me, you know, part of the family over there at Laugh Factory. But my friends laugh as like it took a pandemic for Laugh Factory to be able to see your work all these years. So um, so that's been wonderful. I, and, um, I know it, things, even though things were shut down, even during the, like George Floyd Floyd protests, yeah. I had closed off Sunset Boulevard to do as opposed to marches, but vigils where people could come together peacefully and, 
and talk and had all these great comedians from Sinbad to Lunell and uh, everybody on the lineup, including myself, get up and, and be able to speak to the community. Um, and he did the same thing with the Stop Asian Hate. So, it, you know, to be standing in the middle of Sunset Boulevard on a street on a platform with a mic in your hand is is pretty empowering. And, um, and then just getting back to work, I've been pretty busy here almost every weekend if I'm not out on the road. But like I just got back from Laugh Factory Reno and that was great. And they just approved me to headline um, Laugh Factory Vegas. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, to be on the tour, it comes down to Guido uh, coming to see some of my work years ago. And he's like, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to get, and, and it turns out uh, Guido's uh, family's from the same place in Sicily my family's from. So, so I have a special place in my heart for Guido. There's a, there's a, there's a tie in there. We're going to have you make a pizza. <laughs> I, like I said, you guys are going to be, you know what, for sure, man, <laughs> you're going to be in like people's kitchens. And I want, I want him to make me couscous. I want couscous. Now, now, you know what? I come to think of it. If I remember Maya and I first met at Joe's pizza on sunset Boulevard uh, near the comedy store. Yep. Yes. Well, we definitely did. It was the only, it's the only place you can get pizza out here. I was always a Joe's customer in New York. It's the, it's the only the only place Italians hang out at, I think. Yeah, actually. Hey, Maya, here's a question for you, because this is something that's always been on my brain. Every major metropolis in the world, well, I mean, I would say North America, has your, your boroughs. It's always got a Chinatown. It's always got a Jewish area. It's always got a ghetto. It's always got a, you know, yeah. it's always got something. And a little Italy is prominent in every major city. There's one in Chicago, one in New York, but there's not one in LA, but there are Italians in LA. Okay, wait, 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 one moment, one moment. Okay, I'm okay Guido, where is, is it? it? <laughs> what is it, Guido, what is it? They're actually, they did do the San Gennaro feast on Hollywood. Oh, no, 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 no. Did you eat at the San Gennaro no, no, no. feast? But I, I don't want to hear they did the San Gennaro feast. That's a festival feast. though. By someone that never ate at the San Gennaro <laughs> yeah. feast. Okay, yeah, so my, my question to you is, where's the best place for Italian food in okay, LA? Look, look, soy sausage and peppers. Soy sausage and peppers. <laughs> it was, it was a disgrace. They're, they're, they're and Zeppeli are like rocks. They, they're not even close to being Italians. I just went by judging every and just disgrace. I didn't realize I was that Sicilian until I realized how judgy I am by something someone gives me to eat that claims that they're really Italian. I went to every booth like, this isn't Italian. Who are they? They're not Italian. This isn't Italian. So I say yeah. what? there was no place to eat. My house is where you eat. <laughs> when I left, when I left New York, I went, I went and, and went, I looked at all the tomatoes in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I ended up having to go find I, my grandparents always fell back when they finished when they ran out of what they crushed for the winter they would go to red pack so i left with 70 cans of red pack and drove across america so that way keep the family consistent. so Guido's taking more orders right now Guido's got more orders coming to the room i just said bye to the guy sorry about that said so bye the only place i eat in los angeles unless i go for joe's pizza i do it myself because i can't i can't trust anybody i'll just get upset it just fair enough. Me. Well, I didn't mean to upset you, Maya. I didn't mean that. Which, by the way, Maya, I mean, coming no from. No bread. No bread. <laughs> LA is more of a vegan food. Sourdough. If one more person brings sourdough to my house when I cook, sourdough, it throws off the taste of everything. I can't. Yeah. Make it. <laughs> by the way, Maya, I mean, coming, you know, coming from New York and coming up in that stand up scene, I mean, New York, I've, New York is really such a stand-up purist town. 
that's what it is. LA always has this vibe more of like, yeah, okay, you go there because you want to be seen by the right people. You want to go out there for audition season or you want to find your way into a writer's room. You know, people always look from stand-up scenes like New York and Toronto and Montreal, people look at LA and go, well, it's just sort of like fame seeker town. That's That's kind of what it is. But does it have, like, does LA have a specific sort of flavor to its comedy? Is there something distinct about LA other than just the fact that, yeah, it's Hollywood and that's where people go to sort of make it? No, I think, I think that LA is, is really a place. It's, it's very strange because it is, it's a star lineup. It's an all-star lineup. Yeah. So you are dealing with really, some of those guys are just absolutely incredible to watch. Um, But they, but they're TV comedians. So you know, I remember when I used to be in New York and guys would come in from LA and they were so exact. And you're like, your performance is exact, but there's three people in the audience. And yeah. they wouldn't do that in New York. Like the whole set changes. Um, and then being out here, I was doing a show and uh, same thing happened. I was doing a show as like three people in the audience. I refused to do the show. I did the show as a New York comic. I just stood there and talked to the three people. And, and you know, but the uh, a, a director, a big comedian director, Robert Townsend was in the back and he just, he went off like, how dare you do that? How, you know, every time you go in, you need to be working your set and working it for television. So it's it's a different thing. Um, but I mean, I'm a New York comic. I'm like a deaf comedy jam comic. So I've done like South Bronx, you know, the Apollo twice. I've done, you know, so I've, I've played really the hardest New York black rooms um, that are, will boo you. That's the difference of a black room. They will boo, like you yeah. used to boo walking to the microphone. <laughs> um, so I used to have to start with how to switch my set. So um, for me, it just it, like New York, you know, thank God for New York, because I've been able to uh, when I was first not getting the stage time out here, uh, I had to time everything in, out of my own instinct. So I don't know how people could start out here because audiences don't give you back what you really need. So you just have to find your zone as if you're working for television. And, yeah. you know, but when I went back to New York and I was working back, you know, the like clubs in Long Island and this and that, and I, I would go into pieces of my set that weren't even getting laughs in LA because it just weren't, they're just not like educated the way New Yorkers are. Like I, it was getting, it was, it was like crushing where I could have closed on it, but it was the strangest thing. Cause I was like, in, I, I knew it by my instinct of being a New York comedian. So it's the best place in the world to train New York, definitely. Or DC. I love DC. It's another great city. Well, yeah, actually, a few comics on the show lately have been talking about that scene, too. And I think in New York, it's, yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, the audiences don't mess around. Like, they're cutthroat audiences there. It's That's how comics get forged in front of crowds like that. But, I mean, it's also, in New York, I feel like a lot of the time comics will you'll write on stage. You'll, you'll look at what the audience looks like and you'll kind of go, okay, well, I'm just going to yeah. rip on some new stuff or I'm just going to yeah. do crowd I told, work. I'm gonna- I used to totally write on stage, but then I met, like, years later, I met George Carlin. And um, he was really adamant about me sitting down and writing, like how to really write and how to look at your jokes. And when I started to take everything I ever did on the stage and put it in, in front of me, I started yeah. to find 10 times more opportunities for comedy because I was missing the wordplay that I would only see if I was looking at it. Huh. So, I, yeah. so that was a big, a big game changer for me. Yeah, um, and, you know, being around comics that really write. You know, because I always did. I always was off the cuff. Like I, I had a jerk, two drunks in the show in Reno, and I wrote the entire hour there. And then they wrote the hour for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of your next special: Two Drunks in Reno. Two that's drunks in Reno, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to flip it over to Enrico here for a second. I mean, Enrico, you have an interesting career, man, because you're 
you know, you're a touring stand-up, you'll do, you do one-man shows where you'll go and you'll sell out a theater. But I mean, also with your music, you got these two different sides of the coin going on. You're, yes. you're traveling all over the map. You're all over the planet with this, really. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of that was quite a bit different for you during COVID. But how much, how, how completely different are those two sides of you? Like, the, you're a, you're a, popular musician over here in this corner you're working comic over here are those completely two different sides of you or is there some sort of overlap there at all no you know what it is it's always been passionate about music and then uh in the last past two years actually because of covid uh i was i was home couldn't do anything couldn't perform and i was like let me push on the music side because it's tough to perform as a comedian, you know, doing Zoom, you know, it's not the same sensation feeling that when you perform live at the theater and you have the, the audience, right? Yeah. I to invest on the music side and actually I'm doing very, very well, which I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty excited. A lot of featuring with like uh, amazing artists. I just released uh, the song about a week ago with American Idol winner, uh, Marta Heredia. And uh, the song is doing very, very well. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Really, really happy. You're living the life, man, even during... <laughs> even I was the only one traveling during during the, the lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was by myself at the airport. And I had the same feeling as the movie, you know, I Am Legend of uh, the Will Smith movie, whatever. Where there's just nobody? <laughs> nobody. It was actually scary. Yeah. I flew from uh, Toronto to uh, Roma in Italy. Uh, we were seven people on the whole plane. It was actually scary. It was. Like it was. It was surreal. I mean, even you know, in cities like Toronto and New York, like I remember, yeah, you'd look at the streets and it was like that. I always think of that scene in Vanilla Sky where it's Times Square and there's just nothing and everything yes. is. <laughs> That's really what the world was like. It was so bizarre. After a while, it was kind of nice, <laughs> but it was so strange. It was just like. There's nobody. There's nothing at all. And I mean, we'll come back from the break with this, but I mean, obviously, Franco and Guido know. I mean, here in Canada, Montreal, towards the end there, got locked down the worst. There was a curfew and everything. Like, it was so much fun. You know, for a city that thrives on food and comedy and live events and joie de vivre, it was like so... It was like an iron curtain around it, man. It was crazy. All right, we're going to come back with more of our WTF What's the matter for you, comedy tour? We've got to keep saying that so that people know that Mark Marin has nothing to do with your tour here. Uh, we're <laughs> back with more inside jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Hi, it's Enrico. You are listening Inside Joke. Listen and listen. Ciao. to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and streaming everywhere, planet Earth wide on Global News Online. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Because COVID is over and you'd like to get back on Tinder without having to squint. How about that? Hakeem Optical. We are talking the WTF comedy tour coming across the border here in Canada. We got some of our favorites from Montreal, Toronto, New York, LA, even Italy. It is a very Italian-centric comedy tour. I guess we'll throw it over to Montreal here for a second, actually. We got Franco Tadeo and Guido Grasso down in Montreal. Uh, we were talking before the break about how, of course, you know, for, for a city that thrives so much on nightlife 
and on live events and live entertainment and obviously so much comedy comes from there really to be buttoned down the way it was i mean was you know if there's any city in canada that really needed live comedy to keep going it was probably montreal that's so much of the heartbeat of that of that city for you guys when you strike out on a tour like this though i mean montreal's interesting because you perform to italian for italian audiences you perform in french for frank francophone audiences you perform in english it's sort of this melting pot comedy scene when you strike out on a tour like this though where you're going out across canada you're pounding the pavement you're going to smaller cities all over ontario how much does your flavor of your comedy change when you go to these places or is it just sort of if you build it they will come like is that already your audience out there i mean franco i'll throw that one to you first i guess yeah i think ostensibly i am like most of us i'm a comic that does mainstream comedy but can also adapt to our whole culture. So basic, I think it's important that people understand that this tour is not, you don't necessarily have to be Italian to come to the show, but like most things in life, it helps if you're Italian. <laughs> and yeah, Fair I mean, Beautifully I think, said, Franco. I Fair enough. So. I, well, I mean, right. it's interesting because yeah, Franco, obviously, yeah, you do play to those audiences, of course. But as you said, it's about being broad in your comedy as well. I mean, you, you know, your CBC special, everybody watching at home, it's not like, it's not like it only aired on chin and you had to be Italian to watch it. It's like, it's comedy for everybody. It's, there's a, there's a skill to that, to being able to make these references that everybody can relate to. I mean, I didn't grow up Italian Canadian, but when I watch everybody on this panel, when I watch your comedy, I still, I go, okay. I feel like I can picture exactly what they're talking about. I get the rhythm of what they're doing. Yeah. Applies to everybody. I think that's a great point. Like ideally, you know, in comedy, you try, you make the specificity of your life become the universal experience. And I think that's what you're doing. I, and for example, like my CBC special, they're like, can you come from it from an Italian angle, but from a place that every Canadian will understand. And you're like, yeah, that's what I do. So yeah and i mean guido obviously you you know you perform in italian you perform in english you've been a huge part of the canadian of the montreal stand-up scene i always throw i always throw it back to sugar sammy i think he's one of the great examples of this in canadian comedy and of course you know a rock star back home in montreal he's a great example of somebody whose comedy has that broad appeal where he talks about his own family background he talks about sort of those stereotypes and those cliches but he makes it so relatable to everybody where you can stream one of his specials. You can, I mean, he's, he's judging it. He's judging a talent TV show in France right now, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> it's literally Same. about being global with your comedy for you. Has that always been important as well? Obviously the Italian scene is close uh, to the chest. Be, be important for me. You mean to judge a, uh, something in France? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, Franco, I love Franco. Uh, is he in a Ukrainian bomb shelter right now? Yeah. Where, 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 Franco, where are you? I am, I, I am preparing for him again. Yeah, yeah. Say, say hello to Zelensky. He's in a panic room. Um, um, look, man, uh, to, to answer your, your, what you asked him about the, you know, the broadness, uh, there's two broads from New, L.A. and New York looking at us right now. Oh, that's not funny. Um, but... To, to answer that, what's his name? The guy uh, that hosts Family Feud, the funny Canadian guy. Jerry the Canadian. D. Jerry D. Yeah, yeah. Jerry he D. has that, that famous bit about having an Italian next door neighbor who waters the pavement, right? With the hose. Yeah. We, yeah. We, you yeah. know, so everybody knows an Italian. Everybody can relate to stuff like that. You know, the old man that walks around with the slippers and the black socks. 
the man that just had a pizza. We all know guys like that. <laughs> you know? Sweeping the lawn. Yeah. Yeah, sure. In a wood bridge. What's, uh, what's that big cannoli? There's a giant cannoli in Woodbridge for crying out loud. Can I just say, Guido and I literally live five minutes away from one another yeah. in Montreal. Have not seen him in two years. <laughs> That's, exactly. the thing about this. That's the funny thing about this tour. I mean, before we even started the show, I noticed that right away. As soon as all of you hopped on the Zoom call, you're like, hey, oh, I haven't seen you in for, you know. And yeah. these, I mean, Tara and Maya, obviously, I know you guys have worked together a billion times over the years. It's it's funny to see you come together for this tour and just go, oh, my God, I haven't seen this person in, Man, in so long. You just, you, you nailed it. I do not even remember. I think. I saw Maya. We went to a wonderful Cuban restaurant near Times Square. How the hell long ago was that, Maya? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it was Havana. I always liked Havana. The food was good. Wow. (laughs) And Tara, too. Jesus. You called me from that restaurant and told me you had met Maya. Oh, you see? Look at that. Tara, I guess I mean, bringing people together. Before we and go, Guido is he, Guido is the straw that stirs the drink. He's called me on several times. He's like, Franco, there's this comic from New York, Tara. You got to bring her up. Got to bring her up. He's always working. Always working. He does. He always the best networker. Tara, before uh, yeah. we go to break, actually, because right when we come back from break, we're going to throw out some of these dates and figure out where this tour is going and, and where where people can get tickets and all that good stuff. But Tara, I mean, it's been such a bizarre couple of years not just in com but in the world just a strange time to be alive i mean we've had this pandemic that went on forever that we didn't see coming there was you know all this social upheaval and in the states insane political situations and race riots and all of this massive change all at once and the climate falling apart and now we've got this war like it seems like it's this never-ending layer upon layer of insanity happening all at once and i think in new york that's something that's close to the chest for New York comics. I mean, obviously, even going back 20 years ago, post 9-11, when comics were figuring out, okay, how do we how do we get back to the funny again? How do we get back to what our life was before? And I think there's this resilience there. So for you, do, striking out and doing a tour like this and bringing it to smaller cities, how important is that for people to just get out and laugh again and, and turn away from all this crazy stuff? It really is so important. Like you said, I, I have a different perspective because I'm in New York. So there was always a stage, even if there was no stage, actual stage for me to stand on during the pandemic. And when I do, I've been doing some local press for some of the show and the people are so gracious that we're willing to come and do this tour. For some people, um, when I was on, I I'm, I'm, hope I'm saying it right, Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. Oh, you nailed um, it. They uh, they were like, thank you so much. This is the first time we're going to be going out like this. And I'm like, wow. But that's you know, like-, really like on a Tuesday. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. Yeah, they'll be excited. No, yeah. I mean, it is so true. I mean, people have been stuck at home watching this crazy news cycle and, you know, breathing the same air and watching the same stuff. So it's it, it really couldn't come along at a better time. All right. We're going to throw it to break. We're going to come back, figure out some of these dates for the What's a Matter for You WTF Comedy Tour coming across Canada to a city near you. We'll be right back right here on Inside Jokes. Buongiorno, Toronto. Buongiorno, Woodbridge. So Guido Grasso, you're listening to Inside Jokes.
Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you by our good friends at Akeem Optical, helping you eye roll so very, very hard at this insane garbage fire we're all trapped in. I love it. Oh, these, these, these promos just keep getting brighter and brighter as the show goes on. We're, of course, talking WTF, the What's the Matter for You comedy tour, pooling together some of the best and brightest coast to coast. We got comics from L.A., New York, Toronto, Montreal, even Italy. Coming here to Canada, we got a bunch of dates coming up we're going to mention. We're going to go around the panel, figure out where you can find these comics, follow them on social, what they've been up to. Uh, first off, we'll go to Bronx Barbie, Tara Canis Tracy. Uh, of course, a great friend of the show. We've had you on a bunch of times during these insane past couple of years. Uh, it is nice to see you finally coming this side of the border and performing live again. Uh, where can we find you online? Where can we find your stuff? Online, you can find me at Tara Jokes, but I just want to tell you guys, seriously, I have been dying to come back. You guys know how much I love coming back to Canada. I It was impossible. I was like, hide me in a maple syrup like container. <laughs> over water. It was easier to get in with a DWI these last few years than it was. <laughs> So I am just beyond excited. Um, I'll be on this tour with these wonderful comics, March 23rd to 27th, and we're going to name all those cities. I'm coming back to Canada in April. I will be in Niagara, and in early oh, May, wow. I'll be in Buffalo, which is not that far. So uh, it is across the border. Awesome. Um, but you can find all of my stuff at Tara Jokes. Uh, thank you guys for having me back on. It is, it is good to see you come back. And of course, you know, you're a regular feature at Yuck Yucks Niagara. And we'll give a shout out to our friend Andreas down there because, you know, we talked to him a few times during the pandemic and, you know, he was itching for that border to open because that's what that club is all about is that, you know, Americans and Canadians, comics and audience all sort of coming together and being able to work and watch comedy together. And, and obviously that, that wasn't happening. So it's long, long, long overdue. Uh, we'll throw it over to LA, Maya DiGiorgio. Where can we find you? You can find me at Million Dollar Maya. All my stuff's online, social, everything. Just Million Dollar Maya. And Maya's M-A-I-J-A. And that's why I have Million Dollar in front of it. Because you have a better shot of writing all those letters and getting those five little letters right. Do <laughs> they mess up your name that much? Huh? They mess up your name that much? Maya, M-I-J-A? I have a black mother. I'm half oh. Sicilian. Okay, so there we go. Million Dollar Maya. <laughs> Enrico Ranella, the man of many talents all over the planet. Where can we find you, my friend? I guess comedy and music. Well, no, you can find me. Uh, I'm home. So come on. Home. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on Instagram. I'm more Instagram guy, Enrico, N-R-I-K-O underscore official. Uh, but I have just one question. This question is for Tara Canistrashi. Tara, how big is your engagement ring? Mamma mia, it's huge. <laughs> I waited 42 years to wear this ring. I, <laughs> I had all my ex-boyfriends throw in a little extra money towards it. <laughs> they started to go fund me. And I promise I'll stop calling you. And they all, it was really nice. They all kind of contributed. And <laughs> <laughs> they all crowdfunded the engagement rock. Uh, Franco Tadeo in Montreal. Where can we find you, my friend? Yeah, live from the bunker here in Montreal. <laughs> you can find me on social media at funnyfranco.todeo. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited to be working with all of you. Um, and I'm also excited to, I, I mean, as comics, you know, there's a brand new comedy club opening up in uh, 
Greater Montreal called uh, Laval Laughs, and I'll be headlining the inaugural weekend this weekend just to get ready for our tour next week in Ontario. Oh, boy. There we go. And Guido Grasso, where can we find you, my friend? Hey, uh, it's at Guido Grasso Jr. on Instagram. Uh, link tree in the description or Sapori di Napoli Restaurant, Montreal. Bring your <laughs> richest friends. <laughs> Beautiful. There we go. He'll make you a pie. Vince Tedesco, I know you got the dates for the tour here. Where are we going? The WTF Comedy Tour. What's the matter for you? Kicks off this Wednesday, March 23rd, Sudbury, Ontario, uh, at the Caruso Club. Uh, from there, March 24th, Sault Ste. Marie at the Machine Shop. March 25th, and right up the street here, up Highway 400 from Toronto, 20 minutes away, Woodbridge, Ontario, Da Vinci Banquet Hall. March 26th in Windsor at the Chrysler Theatre. And wrapping off the week, that is an insane comedy tour in good old Hamilton, Ontario. There we go. March 27th, Michelangelo Banquet Center. All tickets, WTFcomedytour.ca. Beautiful. There we go. Wrapping it off in the hammer. Eh? That's perfect. That is our show. Thank you again to our panel. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Maya DiGiorgio. Because I'm half Italian and I'm half black. <laughs> yes. Look at this room. Everyone's like, is she kidding? Is she making a joke? <laughs> No, I've seen me. I know what I look like. I'm serious. I got an Italian father and a black mother. This happens. Some people are like, oh, you, why you look that light? Are you making it up? Why you look? You get a brown bunny, you get a white bunny. The two of them mate, you get a brown bunny, a striped bunny, one that looks like me, and nobody puts Mariah Carey through any of this. 